Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin, our number, 877-381-3811, Pelosi, the Senate Republicans impeachment. Well, let me tell these members of Congress something. The fact of the matter is, what you're doing and what you've done will be a part of history. It will be cited by future journalists, by future law school professors. It will be reviewed as time goes on. That is down the road. Should there be another impeachment, they will look at this one. And I would tell Nancy Pelosi, who fascistically announced that we impeach Trump and that can't be taken back, he'll be forever impeached. That it is you who are stained by your own fascism. Andrew Johnson who was Abraham Lincoln's vice president, he was a Democrat from Tennessee, who opposed the splitting of the Union. Didn't support slavery, but he was hardly a leading abolitionist. And he was impeached for a number of reasons. The primary reason was he refused to accept an unconstitutional statute. in which Congress, particularly the Senate, insisted that he could not fire his own cabinet members. Much as the House has insisted that the President of the United States can't challenge a subpoena in a federal court. Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats will go down in history in an extraordinarily negative way. It's hard to see this today, But take my word for it if you'll take my word for anything. Donald Trump, in this context, will be viewed as the victim of a rogue and out-of-control small majority in the House of Representatives. It will be said that they denied him the due process that was provided to prior presidents who faced impeachment and judges who had faced impeachment. It will be said that the Republican minority in the House of Representatives was denied the ability to call witnesses. It will be said that the President of the United States, the target, the target of the mob in the House, was unable to call witnesses, was unable to present evidence that their counsel, his counsel was unable to defend him. This is what will be remembered. 
And the two impeachment articles, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, will be remembered as unconstitutional. Nothing close to treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. There's no language of the sort in the Constitution to support these two articles of impeachment. As this moves to the United States Senate, every senator will be remembered for his or her conduct. Every one of them. And I want to focus, therefore, on Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Mitt Romney of Utah, Cory Gardner of Colorado, and Lamar Alexander of Tennessee. Rand Paul has wrongly been accused of supporting witnesses. Rand Paul has said if the Democrats get to call witnesses, then by God, so should the Republicans. And he's correct about that. But the other five, and perhaps more, who say they are likely to want witnesses, they will be remembered also, like the Democrats. History will tell us that they undermine the Constitution and participated in a coup against a duly elected president. And the reason is this. What was done in the House of Representatives has never been done in American history. Never before. It's a complete ruse, a complete sham. What these five senators, perhaps drawn by others, talking about the need to hear from John Bolton or other witnesses are doing, is they're giving credibility to a process that is a poisonous process rather than upholding their constitutional responsibility to serve as a check on a rogue House of Representatives. They have misconstrued their duties as one of calling additional witnesses that the House did not call. The trial is on the case that is to be made by the House of Representatives and the case against the House that's to be made by the President of the United States. That's what's meant by a trial. Not to call witnesses that the House didn't call, but even more than that. To give their imprimatur, to give the Senate's stamp of approval to a process that was unconstitutional. In fact, damaged our system. By then calling witnesses. Any witnesses. This is why I was the first or among the first to say that Mitch McConnell should claim that, should assert that the impeachment in the House was, is null and void because they didn't send the documents over in a timely fashion. He refused to do it. This is why on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox, former independent counsel Ray and I argued that the House excuse me, the Senate should immediately dismiss the articles presented by the House, given the conduct of the House. But it turns out there aren't enough votes among the Republicans in the Senate to do that. I want you to listen to cut one, Mr. Producer. Let's hit that. Go ahead. 
There is little or no sentiment in the Republican conference for a motion to dismiss. Our members feel that we have an obligation to listen to the arguments. And we've laid out in this resolution an opportunity for everybody to sit there. Remember, senators can't say anything, so they'll have to sit there and listen, uh, to listen carefully to the arguments by both the prosecution and the defense, to follow that up with written questions uh, submitted through the Chief Justice. And that means listening to the case, not dismissing the case. So it's even worse. Now Mitch McConnell is defending the inability of the Republicans to dismiss the case. He's treating this as a legitimate impeachment, despite what he might otherwise say on the Senate floor at press conferences. So the damage is done to the Constitution. Pelosi and the Democrats in the House, supported by the Democrat Party media, have in fact damaged our Constitution and the impeachment clause, which will have consequences for the years to come. Because rather than putting an end to this process as an illegitimate, untoward, corrupt process, they're accepting it by their own actions. Mitt Romney, who wanted to be your president of the United States and could have been subjected to the same behavior of the House under the Democrats that Trump is, He's made it clear, and he makes it clear to CNN all the time. He wants witnesses. He doesn't give a damn about the constitutional process or the impeachment clause. And while maybe he gives rare lip service against what the House has done, he's giving it credibility. He's supporting it. By calling for witnesses. Here he is, cut to go. I'd like there to be witnesses uh, and be able to hear from someone like John Bolton. Uh, at the same time, I'm comfortable with the Clinton model, which is we hear the opening arguments first. And well, the Clinton we'll model, they didn't have witnesses. So here's Romney spinning. Go ahead. I'd have witnesses. I, I won't be supporting the Schumer approach, which is to have a vote on witnesses before the opening arguments. Maybe you started to have conversations with your Republican colleagues about getting a deal on witnesses. Well, no, we haven't uh, had a discussion yet, I believe, on which witnesses we might hear from, who we would support, who we wouldn't. Uh, That's going to happen, I think, after the opening arguments on both sides. So uh, Romney's treating this as a legitimate process. There's not a court in the country where conduct like this by the prosecution, in this case the Democrats in the House, would be tolerated And they would just go on as if nothing happened. Not a court in the country. Terrorists aren't treated this way in America. Mass murders. Recidivists. In New York City. And these people claim, these five Republicans, among others, claim to be standing up for the process of the Constitution. When in fact, in the case of Susan Collins, she's running for her life in this re-election. So she's trying to cut the baby in half. And what about other constitutional issues that are not discussed on Democrat Party media TV? The president's right to executive privilege, which protects the office of the presidency. The president owns that privilege, just like any other president. The president can assert it or he can waive it. 
Assert it or waive it. If John Bolton is called to testify, he should be sworn in and deposed first in private. And the president's lawyers can make a question-by-question assertion of privilege on behalf of the executive branch. John Bolton's lawyer, Chuck Cooper, should advise him not to answer, pending a ruling by the presiding officer, in this case, the Chief Justice of the United States. And the Chief Justice should invite briefing within a very truncated period of time, obviously, both before the testimony on the general contours of the privilege and to the extent necessary after the testimony. And then he rules, and Bolt can then testify to the questions that the Chief Justice has deemed allowable. But what if the Senate overrules one or more of the questions? It says no. That question cannot be asked. Well then, if I were John Bolton, I would say no. No. The reason relates to his refusal in the first place to appear voluntarily before the House committees. He asked for a court determination, which any lawyer wanting to keep his license would do. So he may be willing to testify, he may be willing to appear, but he may not say whatever he wishes about his dealings with the president. Because executive privilege belongs to the office of the president and the executive branch. This president and every subsequent president, as every president before. Not to John Bolton and not to any witness. President Trump, like the other presidents, owns executive privilege. And it will be his decision whether or not to invoke it. But there's no discussion about that either. None. The Constitution's getting short shrift by Mitt Romney, who says he wants to hear from Bolton. He doesn't even talk about executive privilege, the powers of the executive branch, protecting the power of the office of the presidency. It doesn't even enter his mind because he's not a particularly bright man and he's not interested in the Constitution. He and Lamar Alexander, and Corey Gardner, Lisa Murkowski, and Susan Collins, are all positioning themselves. They're positioning themselves. They're trying to advantage themselves, both in the media, in some cases politically, for election. In history, real history, Not history and pablum pushed by the left. Real history. We'll treat them very, very harshly. And Nancy Pelosi and her gang, their legacy, their fate is fixed. They will always be remembered by future Americans as tyrannical and fascistic. Forever. I'll be right back. As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. 
Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Imprimus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the rest of the country. Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. One thing that has not been said about all this is, of course, it has uh, its its purpose to try and defeat Donald Trump in 2020. And there's various political analyses on that, and it's backfired and so forth. But it's worse than that. This is an effort by Washington, D.C., by the radical Democrat Party, and by the media, which is all centered in Washington and New York City, to try and prevent Donald Trump from achieving more of his policy initiatives and more of his goals. They're trying to burden the president with endless subpoenas, congressional investigations, criminal investigations, tax on his family, because they don't want him to govern. This is a direct assault on the Constitution and the Republic. I've said it before and I'll say it again. These people are using liberty to destroy liberty, and they're using the Constitution to destroy the Constitution. They're trying to cripple the man in the Oval Office. A weaker man could not withstand this. A weaker man would have been crushed. A weaker man would not run for re-election. And they are confounded and dumbfounded by Donald Trump. So they keep tightening the screws, tightening the screws, tightening the screws. It's not working. But you need to understand how diabolical and evil these people are. Because that's exactly what they are. I'll be right back. You hear me talk about Hillsdale College a lot, about its rigorous classical liberal arts curriculum, about its exceptionally bright and patriotic students. 175 years ago, Hillsdale College was founded with a mission defined by four enduring purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. While many institutions have lost their way, Hillsdale College maintains an unwavering commitment to learning, character, faith, and freedom. I've also talked about the great Dr. Larry Arn, the president of Hillsdale College. He's one of the finest Americans I've ever known. And he explains that these four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, remain inseparable in the activity of education at Hillsdale College. He says, learning is difficult and takes more than talent. It takes hard work, which requires character. Freedom is essential for learning, but it is fragile and constantly under threat, so its principles must be studied by all for the sake of its defense. At Hillsdale, faith and learning are integrated toward God because he is the first authority. 
Folks, if you've ever wondered why I love Hillsdale College, now you know. Visit hillsdale.edu. That's hillsdale.edu for more information. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Remember, that's hillsdale.edu, hillsdale.edu. Liberty's General Patton. Call into the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. You know, I've uh, said for several months now that what the Republicans need to do upon the election of the next Democrat to the presidency is immediately lay the foundation to impeach that individual. And they've come under hysterical criticism. You know, we don't conduct ourselves that way. We're not like the Democrats. But this is part of the problem. To win wars, whether they're military or political, you have to adopt strategies that are going to crush your opponents. We didn't start this war. The Democrats did. They couldn't accept four years of Donald Trump and then an election to see if they could defeat him for this next term. They couldn't accept a peaceful transition of power. They've used every tool in the federal bureaucracy, every tool in the federal criminal justice system, every tool in Congress. Poisoned every one of them to try and destroy this man, destroy his presidency, burden him, and undermine the republic and the constitution. It is now abundantly clear to me, whatever the outcome in the Senate, that is, the President will not be found guilty, that's not my point, the outcome in the Senate, how they ultimately conduct themselves. It is abundantly clear to me now that the Republicans in the United States Senate, thanks to four, five, six, eight of them, whatever the number turns out to be, that they are simply incapable of confronting tyranny whether they are cowards, ignorant, whatever it is. They do not have, they do not have the courage to go for the throat the way that the Democrats do in the Senate and in the House. And going for the throat in the name of liberty and constitutionalism and republicanism is a good thing. Ask your founding fathers. Ask them. I dare say the vast majority of the Republicans in the Senate, if they had met in Philadelphia in the Second Continental Congress, when they were debating the, end of the uh, Declaration of Independence, I dare say the vast majority of them would not have supported the American Revolution. Mitt Romney? Susan Collins? Cory Gardner? Lisa Murkowski, Lamar Alexander, they would have backed the Tories. They would have explained how these right-wingers are going to get us all killed. These right-wingers, they just don't know how to deal. Can't follow them off the cliff. And of course, this moment in history... There's no threat of personal demise, whether it's physical or financial. 
which is exactly what the founders faced. Just have to have a modicum of courage to do the right thing. To do the right thing. And they won't do the right thing. And so the House of Representatives, the Republicans control it, and we get a Democrat president down the road, at some point that'll happen. They must impeach him or her. They must issue scores and scores of subpoenas. Personal lives, personal finances, businesses, union activities, family members, whatever it is. Nancy Pelosi has written the script. They must conduct hearings of the Democrat president and treat him and or her and the Democrat minority exactly the same way they are being treated. Only then, only then, will we be able to put this monster back in the cage. Only then. Because Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Cory Gardner, Lamar Alexander, and whoever the hell else have no problem with it. They're not going to step up. Because for them, governing is about them. Not about the greater good, the civil society, not about the republic or the constitution. It's about them. How they choose to look. There should be no witnesses. Period. This thing should be dismissed. It doesn't matter what it looks like to the media. It doesn't matter what it looks like to the political consultants and the commentators on TV. What's right is right. That's what matters. The majority in the Senate should not only dismiss this, They should put out a definitive statement on why they're dismissing it. A long list, a report on the conduct of the House of Representatives. But they choose not to because they don't have enough votes. And as they say, you're only as strong as your weakest link. True words have never been spoken. And unfortunately, there are many weak links. Now, for the Democrats, they're not done. They've got more impeachment ideas in the future. And by the Republicans conducting themselves this way in the United States Senate, they're encouraging this. It's like any other adversary or enemy, whether foreign or domestic. If you show weakness, what do you get in return? Provocation. Some guy named Mike Quigley, Democrat, Illinois. I don't know who the hell Mike Quigley is. Most of you don't know who the hell Mike Quigley is, but it doesn't matter. He's part of the mobster crowd there in the Democrat small majority in the House. And he's asked by MSLST's Craig Melvin about all that's taking place. Cut three, go. There's another possible route that seems to be emerging for your caucus to take moving forward. Axios uh, reporting that there is another card that the speaker could play here. Now, see this guy, Craig Melvin. He's not a reporter. He's not a journalist. He's a fraud. Axios is a left-wing website. So what he's saying here, he's giving him advice. There's other options you have. 
to get a Trump, to get a people that, that you haven't called yet. There's other options. The questions are utterly inappropriate. They're not newsworthy. Go ahead. Of text messages turned over by Lev Parnas, the indicted former Rudy Giuliani associate. Uh, these text messages are not public. We don't know what's in them. Could, could we see those messages make their way to the upper chamber as part of the trial? See? See how this goes? The media pushing, pushing, pushing. They want more. That's their role. As it turns out. Not to report on what's taking place. So this guy Quigley. Go. Well some of that's up to Mitch. Uh, I am aware that those, uh, that information was transferred to my committee. The House Select Committee on Intelligence. Uh, it remains to be seen exactly what's in there. And how, the, how they're valued. You're right though. We have learned in the meantime. Uh, recently. Uh, through private litigation. About other information. For example. That the president. Uh, 90 minutes after the uh, call with President Zelensky. Ordered that the halt of military aid. To our ally in Ukraine. Uh, so I suspect we're going to be continuing easy this guy is with the time frames despite all the hearings there's not a speck of evidence of any quid pro quo not a speck of evidence of any threats or pressure in fact all the evidence is overwhelmingly in the opposite direction including by the principles the president of Ukraine, the foreign minister of Ukraine, the president of the United States, the secretary of state of the United States. They are to be dismissed because Quigley has his own agenda and conspiracy. Go ahead. This process is all over. The Committee on Intelligence will continue to investigate this president from uh, all the issues relating to the Russian investigation, including money laundering. So I want the public to know that the investigation of this president, the desire to hold him accountable, will continue. You got that, Mitt Romney? Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Lamar Alexander, Corey Gardner. Got it? You're dealing with an ongoing coup effort. And you want witnesses. Stunning. Shocking. Quigley. Mike Quigley. Of Illinois. So we have an ongoing, never-ending impeachment process. Which has as its purpose to cripple the president. And do undo damage to the office of the presidency and the executive branch. You know who's rooting for Quigley and Pelosi and the rest of them? The Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. The genocidal regime in Beijing. The fascistic regime in Moscow. All the head cases all over the world are rooting for the Democrats. They want the Democrats to take over. Why? You know why. Because they'll roll us. Militarily, geopolitically, economically. See, Trump has thrown a crowbar into all this. He says, no, 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 not anymore. This is why they want him out. It's not because of his tweets. It's because they felt 
that Barack Obama had built a foundation from which they could really launch their radical left agenda and fundamentally transform America in ways that you would despise. Load the courts with more knucklehead activists. Build an even more massive bureaucracy covering things you could never even think of. There'd be no reversing course. There'd be no undoing what they've done. A permanent government, no matter who's elected, pushing you around. But Trump got elected. And he says, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Hillary, you see, was supposed to be the third term of Barack Milhouse Benito Obama. They saw uninterrupted control of the elected elements of our government for decades to come. But Trump stopped them. And you know what? I'm now convinced that Trump was the only one who could stop them. I'm convinced of this now. And he has stopped them. And so they want to destroy him. They want to destroy his presidency, his legacy, and his candidacy. And there's only one thing that can stop him. You know what it is? Us. We the people. We're it. The President of the United States is the general in this battle, and he's doing everything he can. But we're the infantry. We're the air cover. We're the Seabees. And either we back him in his defense of our country, or we lose our country. It's that simple. I'll be right back. Mark As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Imprimus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the rest of the country. Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. By the way, the ratings are in for Sunday night on the Fox News Channel, CNN, MSLSD, and Life, Liberty, and Levin was number one. And we were up against a tough playoff football game, Mr. Producer. Seattle and the Packers. It was a great game, particularly in the second half when we were up against it. So I want to thank you all those of you who watched live, those of you who DVR'd it, we have a great guest this week. I can't tell you yet. But the format's what makes it, don't you think, Rich? 
We have people copying it now, PBS, other ABC, CBS, CNN, they're all doing it. That doesn't matter. The difference is I'm the host. I'm the host. And this is something we decided to bring back, these long-form one-on-one or one-on-two interviews that I grew up watching. Whether the host was somebody I disagreed with or somebody I admired enormously, like Bill Buckley. And I don't pretend to be any of them. That's not the point. The point is you learn more. To me, it's more compelling. It's more lasting in your memory banks when we do this kind of show. Not against any other show. Whatever works, works. But I think this is important. Last Sunday, you found out who Tom Cotton is. You've seen him on TV. You've heard him on radio. But you didn't really know who he was. And these are important. And I want to bring issues to you. A lot of these folks do their hits on TV and on radio. But 10 minutes, 6 minutes, 3 minutes, interrupted. You don't really get a sense for who these people are. And once we muscle our way through the impeachment trial and so forth, I want to continue bringing people on, some of whom you've never heard of before, but who are enormously consequential to this society. So we want to keep that up too. So uh, I do this program for you. I'm telling you the truth. I don't die to do TV. I am asked by every show constantly to come on. Do you see me constantly on? No. I was asked by one company to do a show every night. I said, no. I've got Levin TV. So we've carved out this little area on Sunday night for you to watch. And it's so successful that Fox moved it from 10 p.m. Eastern to 8 p.m. Eastern. I don't know how wise that is, but it's what we do. So I hope you'll join us every Sunday. It's, again, the format where the focus is on the guest. And we have invited every one of the Democrats that's been running for president before and now, and they won't come on. Why do you think that is? The truth is because they know they will be questioned in a civil, polite way, but in ways they have never been questioned before and for which they do not want to be scrutinized. That's the truth. I'll be right back. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Now we jump to a number... Another free country, which you haven't been hearing a lot about. That is the state of Israel. What's going on in the state of Israel? Quite a Byzantine system they have over there. Much like the United States, you have a leader in Israel who defies the establishment, even though he's been in government for some time. Benjamin Netanyahu defies the establishment. The establishment in Israel is extremely liberal. The media are very liberal. There's no Fox other than what they get on satellite from here. 
There's no conservative talk radio. It's all government run, all leftist. Virtually. They're a court system. They're packed with leftists. Their justice system, in my view, is quite bizarre. It's mostly made up of bureaucrats, both police and prosecutors. They do not operate like we operate in this country. So when I'm critical of and understand I'm not critical of police generally, I'm critical of how it works in Israel. Very critical. Israel was founded basically by socialists. And they have a parliamentary system that in many ways reminds me of the Italian parliamentary system. You have minor parties with a handful of members which can sway close elections. And certain individuals, pipsqueaks, try to take advantage of that process. And like any parliamentary system, you have many opportunities for saboteurs and backstabbers. You saw what happened to Margaret Thatcher. John Major, among others, stabbed her in the back. After all those years of brilliant leadership, brilliant leadership. Same thing happened to Winston Churchill. And now exactly the same thing is happening to Benjamin Netanyahu from within his own party at first. He's running the Likud party and the Likud party is running against this blue and white party that was created really for the sole purpose of taking out Netanyahu. And the number two in this blue and white party is a guy by the name of Lapid, L-A-P-I-D. He used to be a member of Likud. Yair Lapid. And used to be relatively close to Netanyahu. But he turned on Netanyahu. There's another fellow by the name of Lieberman. Avigdor Lieberman. You've never heard of these people. Because they're, uh, they're munchkins. In the world of uh, politics. But they're operators in the state of Israel. And this guy Lieberman who was the defense secretary up until 2018, in the Netanyahu cabinet. Comes up with a pretext. He doesn't think Netanyahu was tough enough on the Gaza Strip, and he thinks that the, the, the most religious elements within Israel who refuse to serve in the military must be forced to serve in the military. And of course, if Benjamin Netanyahu did that, he'd not only be undermining their faith, but he'd be destroying his coalition. And Lieberman knows this. And Lieberman also knows the reason why Netanyahu didn't send in all the military assets that Lieberman wanted into the Gaza Strip is because he's got his eye on Iran, which is a grave and existential threat to the state of Israel. But certainly no reason to stab Netanyahu in the back. He withdraws and starts his own party. And he has eight or nine members, eight or nine votes. Maybe seven. But when you're talking about 120 seats in the parliament and you need 61 either on your own or through a coalition, it matters. And Likud keeps coming up six, three, whatever it is, numbers short. Because Lieberman is withholding his from Netanyahu. Then you have a fellow who's the attorney general appointed by Netanyahu by the name of Mandelblit. 
Likud. And Mandelblit has been completely, completely taken over by the bureaucracy in the Israeli uh, law enforcement. Completely. And Arthur Ferguson and I did a program on this, on Levin TV, which is still on the internet if you want to check it out. The charges against this prime minister are not only utterly bogus, they are extraordinarily dangerous in any free society. Where you have these bureaucrats led by this relatively feeble individual, Mandelblit, who are trying to determine what kind of press you can lobby for, what kind of press you can receive in exchange for what, and now they're going to regulate this and criminalize it. Can you imagine? While they leak. And the courts are loaded with leftists. The prime minister is seeking immunity. Not for life. Not after he's prime minister, but during the period in which he is prime minister. So he can run the country. Rather than defend himself in a court of law against bogus, dangerous allegations and this blue and white party headed by a fellow by the name of Gantz who was a general in Israel who's a chameleon who stands for nothing who pulls together support from Arab parties that don't even believe in the existence of the state of Israel even though they benefit from the state of Israel for the first time A major political party, a concocted party, blue and white, has now reached out to these elements in the political parties and so forth in Israel to get support. Even though, of course, they won't be part of the government, they say. How can they? They don't even believe in the government. And so what the prime minister did, without getting into the arcane rules, and they are arcane, the Israeli system in the Knesset. He sought to get support for having a ruling, if you will, a legal ruling, that during the conduct of the campaign, and while he's prime minister, he's immune. Afterwards, he's not. But during the course of his prime ministership in the campaign, he's immune. So the Blue and White Party worked overtime to get a majority, they think. But more than that, the so-called legal advisor, I guess it is, to the Knesset, ruled. No, he says, we're not going to make a legal ruling of the type Netanyahu wants. We're going to make a legal ruling that put it to the vote of the Knesset. Now, what's the problem with that? The Blue and White Party, headed by this Gantz and Lapid and Lieberman, who heads this other party who I spoke to you about, this useless dupe, they've all come together with a tiny majority, just like in our house, to vote 
And it is expected that they are going to vote no immunity while you're prime minister. No immunity during the campaign. In order to destroy Netanyahu, and they hope any chance for his re-election in the party, Likud, and to send him to jail. That's the goal, ultimately. This guy Gantz has said as much. Benjamin Netanyahu. Now I want you to think about this. This has been going on for a very long time, as you know. This guy Lieberman has made it possible for the Blue and White Party to stymie the re-election of Benjamin Netanyahu. If Benjamin Netanyahu stood on his own, if they didn't have this Byzantine system, he would win. With 40% of the vote, I think I saw the last one, Gantz would get 36 34%. But that's not their system. And they keep pounding him with legal issues. Pounding him. With negative news reports. Trying to break down further the Likud party. Which so far stood quite strong. And break down the more religious parties. Which so far stood quite strong. But they can't get past 55 or 56. And they need 61. And that's where this Lieberman comes in. With his 7, 8 or 9. Where he thinks as a pipsqueak. That he's a big player. He's the one, ultimately, as detestable as Gantz and Lapid are, he's the one that has dragged his country through this by siphoning off critical votes, seven, eight, nine votes. And look at Netanyahu. The same what they've done with Trump. Look at all of his successes. Can you imagine how much more successful he'd be? The Israeli economy is like booming like never before. When you go over there, you can see all the buildings going up. Their technology sector is unbelievable. They're now selling (laughs) natural gas. They're going to have a natural gas pipeline. They're energy independent. They're going to be selling natural gas to Europe, Israel. The joke used to be, you know, Moses, look, you picked this area, and the Arabs picked, we're in the other area. You should have picked that area, but you picked here, and there's nothing here. Well, there's plenty there. As it turns out. Because Netanyahu believes in the market system. He's not a socialist. So the socialists there, the old school, they hate his guts. The media hate his guts. You've got members of his own party as well as others. Who just think he's been prime minister too long. Over nine years, the longest serving prime minister. Collectively in the years he's been prime minister. In the history of the rather short history of the state of Israel. We've got a lot of these guys waiting in line. They want to go now. So take them out. By hook or by crook. And you have a legal system that hates his guts. That despises him. From the judges. To the bureaucrat police. To the long and the tooth prosecutors. And unfortunately in this guy Mandelblit. You have a, how could I, a Rod Rosenstein type. That's the best way to put it. It's shocking. Netanyahu, working with Trump, was successful in having the United States recognize Jerusalem as their capital. Was successful. And having the United States Embassy move from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem was successful. And having the Golan Heights 
recognized as sovereign Israeli territory, was successful in working with our president in closing down the PLO office, was successful in the Taylor Act, working with our Congress and our president, so no more American dollars would go to subsidized terrorists sent to kill Israelis by the moderate Abbas and Fatah. He was successful, like it or not, in working with Putin. It's a dangerous neighborhood there. And today, working with the new prime minister of the United Kingdom, who just announced that he wants to replace the Iran deal and work with Trump on a new deal, Netanyahu was involved in that. And so what am I saying? Look at what Netanyahu has delivered to the people of Israel. And look what the bureaucracy and the politicians in Israel, as well as the journalists, want to do to Netanyahu. As with Donald Trump. It's shameful. Absolutely shameful. The Lilliputians, like Lieberman and Lapid and Mandelblit and Gantz, true lightweights, all of them. I don't care if Gantz has been a general. They got a lot of generals in Israel. And a lot of them who have been better than Gantz today, yesterday, and before. It's a chameleon. Meanwhile, the enemies around Israel, they plot, they plan, they get increasingly more sophisticated weapons. As I ask you about President Trump, I'll ask you about Prime Minister Netanyahu. Do you think the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran, Hamas in the Gaza Strip, Hezbollah in Lebanon, Fatah, parts of Jerusalem... Who do you think they want as prime minister? Do you think they want Benjamin Netanyahu? No way. They're rooting for his opponents. Just as they're rooting for President Trump's opponents. We in America will pay a price if we elect any of these Democrats as president of the United States. A severe price. Maybe an irreversible price. And so will the Israelis with their great leader, Benjamin Netanyahu. A severe price. And maybe an irreversible price. I'll be right back. Lovin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? 
Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Last night, I told you about Sanders, the Red, and Bloomberg, who loves the Reds. Bloomberg, who is bought and paid for, let's be honest, by Xi and the Red Chinese government. That long expose in the Washington Compost, where the editors released it on January 1st, so nobody would read it, but I caught it. And Sanders, thanks to Reason TV, a libertarian site, Exposing almost 20 minutes in clips what a true commie this guy is. And a liar. And a deceiver. Because in order to be a good Marxist, you have to do those things, you know. Because their ideology is an impossibility. And the consequences are inhumane. In our next hour, hour three of the program, I'm going to help expose Tom Steyer another multi-billionaire. Not as rich as Trump, by the way, but a multi-billionaire who is a complete fraud. Comes on the scene buying commercial after commercial. You know, the, the way Bloomberg throws around his money, the way Steyer throws around his money, Donald Trump never did that. Donald Trump didn't buy his way into the presidency. In fact, he was quite responsible, if not stingy, with his own money. It was way outspent by Hillary Rotten Clinton and the Democrat Party. But Bloomberg wants to buy the presidency, in part to protect his Chinese investments. And Steyer wants to buy the presidency, just as another thing that he can acquire. But we'll talk about him next hour. We'll be right back. Antidote for liberal media bias. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month, or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses, or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without government interference. Now, at no time, In our nation's history, has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers its campus and nationwide? So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. 
Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, I would strongly encourage you to visit levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. All right, Mr. Producer, we're going to take a few calls here, assuming I can get in. I know you've sent them to me. It's funny how I'm operating like it's 20 years ago, aren't I? All right, let's start. Jimmy, Bloomington, Illinois, the great WRPW, go. Hey, Mark, i got a question for you. If yes, in the unlikely scenario that um, President Trump is, in, is removed from office. All right, stop, uh, what, stop, stop. He's not going to be removed from office. I understand. I'm just, this is, I'm just curious. You just want to mind play. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, what I'm curious about is, in this type of a scenario, could that person that's removed from office still, like, stay on the ballot and then come get reelected in the following Well, if election? he's going to be removed from office, the Republican convention is well after that. So, stay on what ballot? But I'm saying he's already on, well... Could he, could he be reelected? As, well, as I guess what I'm saying is he's still eligible for to be reelected. It's never happened before. I think why not? Awesome. Hey, another one for you. But that Mark. doesn't mean I'm right. I no, mean, no, I can't. I... I can't read minds. This is uh, this is again because of the Democrats put us in this position. Charade, but it's also I think it's also kind of interesting, right? Because it's never. I, happened. I, I will hey. tell you this: uh, that there was a judge who was impeached. What's that guy's name from Florida, Mr. Producer? Do you remember his name? Yeah, he's like a he's like a congressman now. Isn't yeah, he? I was. I can't remember his name. He was impeached, and then he ran for the House, and he's elected, and he sits on the House Rules Committee that put the rules in place for this impeachment, for this bogus you know, impeachment. In a, in a sick way, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? No, that, that could happen in the House, is what I'm saying. That that's under the crazy. Democrats, yes. The, the, the in other words, the sick irony isn't lost, is it? Exactly. Hey, let me ask you this too, uh, Mark. What you know? How the, so? I'm saying, I guess yes is the answer. I got gotcha. you. So, hey, Mark, on the uh, the accusation against President Trump that he that he is um, the, the quid pro quo piece, where he supposedly withheld uh, aid so that uh, so that he could um, get them to do something that benefits him personally, isn't that exactly what happens uh, every single day in Congress? Aren't, aren't all of these... The, the, the answer is yes, but I'll tell you what. I don't make arguments in the alternative when the arguments on the facts benefit the president. So in other words, yes, while they do that every day in Congress, the president did not do that. No, no I agree, but I'm just all saying... All right, thanks for your call. We don't need to keep repeating ourselves. I got your point. I'm pretty sharp. I understood what you meant. I'm trying to educate a little bit here. It's like in a courtroom. If you're winning on the facts, you don't need to argue the alternative. Yeah, but they do it over there. It doesn't matter what they do over there. The fact of the matter is the President of the United States didn't do it. He didn't do it. Period. What is it being accused of is a lie. And I just feel we muddle things and create a lot of static when we say, yeah, but doesn't Congress do this every day? Yes. Well, then therefore, therefore what? Trump didn't do it. Period. This is bogus. When you go into a courtroom and you argue, yeah, but all those people out there were jaywalking before, this guy, court could care less what all those people outside the courtroom are doing. And if you're representing an innocent man or an innocent woman, you make the case. They're innocent. The president's innocent. He didn't do anything. 
You get my point, Mr. Producer? So you don't need to argue in the alternative when the facts suffice, when the evidence suffices. The Democrats are always arguing in the alternative. And they're also full of it. Jim, South Amboy, New Jersey, the great W... What is it? Oh, sorry. Patrick, Eugene, Oregon, on the Mark Levin app. Go! It's a genuine honor to speak to you, sir. Thank hey, you. also, I wanted to say thank you to your great producer and call screener. They're the best in the business. Yes, they are. Mark, I'm concerned By the way, you. that's Rich and Richie. Uh, Peter, Their names are Rich and Richie. Go ahead. Peter Schweitzer has documented the direct ties with China that Mitch McConnell has. And I have to ask, if Mitch McConnell is trying to weaken President Trump while he's being so victorious with his dealings with China. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, we've talked about this at length, and I don't think it has anything to do with this, because he signed on to the dismissal. The people we know who are preventing the dismissal are at least five of them that I've named on this program in the first hour. Mitch McConnell's not preventing this dismissal. He's weak. He's often a coward. But if he had the votes, he'd do it. fact of the matter is, Again, I don't want to chase shadows here. The fact of the matter is it's Romney, Collins, Murkowski, Gardner, and so far Alexander, and maybe to be joined by others. They're the culprits, those five. Okay. All right. I appreciate it, Mark. Thank you. God bless. Take care. Who do I have, Rich? William Brunswick, George of the Great WGIG. Go. I have two questions I want to ask, and then I'll get off the phone, and you can explain yes. it to everybody, yes, yes. including me. Mm-hmm. When was the first time Nancy Pelosi mentioned impeaching Trump? Well, I don't know, but it was relatively early on. Okay. No proof, no nothing. We're going to impeach him. Then she pretends that she's holding them back, you know. ...to do that, and this is the resistance, and then it's a coup. I would like to ask you about... Mm-hmm. Sedition. The definition in our laws of the United States of America. You you think you think the Attorney General of the United States can bring charges of sedition against members of Congress? Well, no, they're not going to bring. He's not going to be charges of sedition against members of Congress. Send the uh, what the the United States Army into the halls of Congress. Start uh, arresting various members of Congress for sedition. Is that what you want to see? It is. That's what it is. Answer me. Is that what you want to see? No, I don't. Okay, then why promote it? Because they've done... I I have a better idea, pal. Why don't these Republicans get out and vote? That would be a good idea, rather than sending the military into the Capitol building to to arrest Democrats. Now, come on. To arrest whoever is involved in in doing... Sir... That's not a country I want. Thanks for your call. This is a dumbass call. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. And this guy thinks he's a supporter of mine. What happens when the Democrats control the government and they start arresting people for sedition? Is this what we want? There's two things we have to do. Turn out and vote, which apparently we didn't do in the midterm election in big enough numbers. Turn out and vote. That would help. And impeach the next Democrat president. Who's going to accuse these people of sedition? How's that supposed to work? And you don't think that's a double-edged sword? You start accusing people of sedition? 
don't want this country to turn into the French Revolution. I don't want another civil war in this country. And this is why it's important that the Republicans in the Senate step up. And this is why it's important that the Republicans in the House, the next time there's a Democrat president, step up. Are you going to get callers like this and go on about sedition, where we should send the army into the Capitol building and start arresting people? Now, I pride myself on having the smartest audience of audiences. I understand that at dinner tables and over the weekend, maybe here and there, people like to talk about these things, you know, sedition and blah, blah, great. But I have an obligation behind this microphone. And when people come up with ideas like this, we're not just eating a hamburger, you're talking to millions and millions of people. No. We don't send the military into the Capitol building and start arresting Democrats for sedition. How do you think that would go down? There's your armed conflict. And if you think that's such a great thing, look at your neighborhoods and look at your kids and look at your schools. It's not a great thing. It's not a great thing. Why do you think I'm a constitutional conservative? Because I believe in a just law and the just implication of law and limited government and limited centralized power. Why do you think I'm a capitalist? Same reason. I believe in a strong private sector where politicians can't control everybody and everything. No, I don't want the United States Army going into the Capitol building and arresting people for sedition. And as a matter of fact, the Army wouldn't do it anyway. This isn't some third world banana republic here. It's the United States of America. And you're angry and I'm angry. I have a better idea. Make sure you and 10 people vote on Election Day. Make sure if you have a few shekels, you donate it to the Trump campaign. Make sure if Republicans are voting to undermine the president, you vote him out of office. And make sure you vote for crying out loud, which apparently they couldn't do in some of these Trump districts for some reason. No, the military isn't going to fix it. The attorney general is not going to fix it. We have to fix it. I'll be right back. You know, we have the Convention of States movement with millions of participants. Yes, still have the right to vote. You yourself can be a precinct captain. Call people, make sure they vote. There's so much we can do that we're not doing. But people like to hear themselves throw out terms like sedition. I didn't mean to jump that guy, but it's, it's very frustrating for me. It just is. Even if we think somebody's committing an act of sedition, does anybody actually believe that they're going to send anybody into the Capitol to arrest these people? I mean, come on, these are not rational, or let me put it this, they're not practical points. And by the way, as my beautiful wife Julie reminds me, 
Alcee Hastings was the judge who was impeached and removed and then ran for the House and won. As a Democrat, of course. Alcee Hastings. Optimate tax relief. You'd pay off your IRS debt if you could, but you can't, right? You don't have the money. Now you're asking this important question. Is this the day the IRS shows up at my work, garnishes my wages and seizes my bank accounts, maybe even my home? Let me suggest a way to end your IRS nightmare. Call Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution firm. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, powerful IRS program that could save you thousands if you qualify. And in fact, Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for people just like you. Get the peace of mind that comes when you have Optima on your side, standing between you and the IRS, fighting to help stop aggressive collection actions and helping to protect your assets. Don't wait. Put your IRS worries to rest. Call 800-499-6300, 800-499-6300, Some restrictions apply. For complete details, visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hour three, we're going to expose Tom Steyer. President Trump is in Wisconsin. It's hilarious. He's doing this rally the same night as the Democrat debate. Gee, I wonder which you'll watch or listen to. Jimmy, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. Quickly, go. Uh, A quote from Gramsci's works here. Mm. The ideological erosion of the bourgeois order, that's us folks, order at every level, economic, political, cultural, social, would precede the direct initiation of direct frontal assaults on the state. I think that's what we're going through now, Mark. This has been a long term. It's been a revolution through evolution, a long term thing. Only now it's kind of in our face here. One more quote. This is a quote from a, a communist, an American communist. It's an autobiography. He's, a, he's Jewish. He's a communist. Listen to this. In the apartment of our Syrian friends, we discussed problems of the Mideast, Israel, etc. They were happy to, to learn that, as American Jews, we were in sympathy with and support of the Arab liberation movement mm-hmm. and with the Palestinian liberation struggle. Only one of the Syrians was a communist. All were in the Ba'ath Party. One of them was Jewish. All were in sympathy with the principles of Marxism-Leninism. Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a mix, Mark. You got communists all over the place. And by the way, the were... Marxists hate this country and they hate Israel. That's right. And they, 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 they're, it's organized, coordinated. It's all over the world. By the way, that newspaper I talk about, the communist paper, The Independent, mm-hmm. they got full, it's a free paper all over the place. It's distributed in the libraries in New York also. They support all, all kind of communist revolutions. They have Hamas spokespeople. I mean, it's real radical. Sounds like uh, Bernie Sanders. Well, they support Bernie Sanders. This is unofficial spokespaper of the Democratic Socialists of America. Well, it's a free paper, so it needs funding. So in the past, they were funded for a long time by Time Warner Cable. They got funding from the, the, uh, uh, the mayor, the New York mayor's administration. Now they're getting funding directly from Moscow. International Publishers, which is headquartered in Moscow, takes out now a full-page ad in this communist paper. It looks like a continuing Soviet-connected world communist revolution. Incredible. And now these tapes from James O'Keefe. 
James O'Keefe, I think, deserves the Presidential American Freedom Award. He deserves a Pulitzer Prize, that kid. Exactly. This is extremely important. I hope Trump plays that at his rallies. Imagine Trump on a stage in a debate with a Democrat and then pulling out his... Jimmy, let me ask you a question because we're coming up to a hard break. I was going to talk about Steyer in Hour 3. I think I should go to James O'Keefe's tapes, don't you? The James O'Keefe tapes are extremely important. A lot of people that heard it kind of... They don't understand how serious this is. Mm-hmm. The communists have nuclear missiles aimed at us. At the same time, they have communists in America working against us. It's the same movement. All right, Jimmy. Thank you very much. All right. So it's a live program or live to tape, depending on how you're listening to it. And so I've made a decision. We're going to go to the James O'Keefe Project Veritas tapes in hour three. They're crucially important. We discussed them on Levin TV tonight, too. And we also President Trump at his rally. But I really want to get to these tapes. This is a Bernie Sanders field organizer, the head field organizer in Iowa. And we hear what he has to say, and he is a vicious SOB. They talk about violence all the time. So that caller who's talking about sedition, here's a guy that needs to be taken in. That is sedition. Can't just start collecting members of Congress, though. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. By the way, we have a fascinating guest at the bottom of the hour. She's not a politician. She's not hawking a book. But she has helped to take care of my, my Barney. You ask me about Barney all the time. What's going on with Barney? Well, we're going to discuss what's going on with Barney. And what she has done about it. And how Barney has made virtually, at least right now, a full recovery. Thanks to her and our regular vet, Chris Hushin, who is spectacular as well. So we have a lot of inquiries about that, don't we, Rich? Barney's doing okay, and I want to explain to you everything at the bottom of the hour. It's funny. In this program, we started talking about dogs from day one. I'm a dog lover. I always have been. And I give a great deal of money to supporting uh, dogs, military, other things. But this is one of my great loves. And when I lose one of my dogs, you know, you don't hear from me for a week or two. They're just so full of joy and so forth. But in any event, we'll talk about Barney because the treatment he's been receiving it may be something that you'd be interested in for your dogs and cats and so forth. That's one of the reasons I want to talk about this. Because initially I was enormously skeptical. Not anymore. Ever hear of Kyle Jurek? J-U-R-E-K? Of course you haven't. Bernie Sanders has. 
He's the Sanders Iowa campaign field organizer. Campaign field organizer. You want to know why Bernie Sanders never, never criticizes Antifa? Or Black Lives Matter? You want to know why he's always anti-American and pro-genocidal dictators? Anti-Israel. Well, the people he hires, perfectly good example. Kyle Jurek, and again, I want to thank James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. This young man has guts. He's fantastic, and so is his group. Listen very carefully. We're going to play the clip so we can hear clearly. Cut nine, go. Do you even think that some of these, like, mega people could even be (laughs) re-educated? I mean, we got to try. I mean, like, so, like, in Nazi Germany, after the fall of the Nazi party, there was a ton of the populace that was Nazified. I mean, like, Germany had to spend billions of dollars re-educating their people to not be Nazis. Like, we're probably going to have to do the same thing here. And that's kind of what Bernie's like, whole Hey, free education for everybody. Because we're going to have to teach you not to be a Nazi. There's a reason Joseph Stalin had gulags, right? Mm-hmm. And actually, gulags were a lot better than like what like the CIA has told us that they were. Like people were actually paid a living wage in gulags. They had conjugal visits in gulags. Gulags were actually meant for like re-education. It was like for like enemies of the state to like learn how to not be enemies of the state and to learn like the value of like a hard day's work, right? Like greatest way to break a billionaire of their like privilege and their idea that they're superior. Go out and break rocks and throw over today. You're now a working class person and you're gonna learn what that means. This is shocking. The caller in the last hour talking about sedition. If this clown Kyle Jurek was ever in power, that would be sedition. If he moved towards this type of a society. <laughs> but listen to how he talks about it. Listen to how he talks about gulags. Re-education. This is a man who is the field organizer in Iowa for the Bernie Sanders campaign. This is among others, not everybody the type of people he attracts. And again, why he rarely denounces violence by the radical left. He's a very dangerous man, Bernie Sanders. See, the communists understand they have to break heads, ultimately. They have to break heads. Here's more of this guy. <coughs> Excuse me, Kyle Jarrett. Cut 11, go. If Bernie doesn't, if, it, if they take Bernie from us... Um, and that's why, like, when they're like, oh, anti-fascists are violent, it's because we're willing to go above and beyond what the law says is acceptable. Like, oh, free speech, yeah. Like, they try to be like, you know, oh, you're a victim, or you're, you're against free speech. No, we're not against free speech. We're against hate speech. And if your free, free, free speech is something that, like, these people shouldn't exist, then I don't give a f- if it's free speech or not, you don't need to, like, free speech has repercussions. Yeah, you, there are consequences to your 
Um, and if your speech is calling for the elimination of people based on race or gender or uh, uh, religious, uh, like for whatever reason, like things that people can't change, then you should expect it violent reaction mm-hmm. and you deserve a violent reaction because like that's it's just not an acceptable thing it's not acceptable. how do you like that big bernie sanders activist mr producer are the other clips clear enough for the audience to hear are just too difficult let's give it a try let's go to cut 10 go yeah, they, they seem emboldened. They're, they have been emboldened by, by Trump and all that rhetoric. Um, but they are scared senseless of anti-fascists. Like, even, like, even, like, the ones that are kind of, like, you know, the right-wing people. The only thing that works, the only thing that fascists understand is violence. So the only way that you can confront them is with violence. So if Trump gets re-elected, what? cities burn. What you gotta do? Yeah. I mean, we don't have a lot of time left. We have to save, like, human civilization. And obviously, Trump, they don't give two about making sure that the world doesn't burn. Bernie doesn't get the nomination. If it goes to the second round at the DNC convention, So he's talking about burning cities. He's talking about violence. It's going to be interesting to see if uh, Bernie Sanders is confronted with any of this and what he would have to say. You know damn well if this were a Trump supporter, we'd never hear the end of this. The wall-to-wall coverage. But they dismiss Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. Why? Because they're effective. Because he's doing the reporting, the investigative reporting that 60 Minutes used to do, that 2020 used to do. But not anymore. You know very little about Bernie Sanders. I gave you a lot of information last night via Reason TV. You know very little about Mike Bloomberg. Gave you a lot of information based on a long piece that was published in the Washington Post on a day when nobody was reading it. And tomorrow I'll tell you more about Tom Steyer. You know everything there is to know about Trump, plus all the lies about Trump. But they are purposely not telling you about these Democrat candidates. Each one of which is worse than the next. This is a Bernie Sanders supporter. Talking about burning cities, talking about violence, talking about revolution, concentration camps, gulags, you name it. Go ahead. Be ready to be in Milwaukee for the DNC. Well, what I'm say. Oh, I plan on being there. What about Des Moines? We're going to make 1978 look like a f***ing Girl Scout cookout. So what he means there, he says we're going to make 1978 look like an effing Girl Scout effing cookout. Meaning riots. Bernie Sanders not the nominee. And he says later that George McGovern got effed in 1978 in Chicago. He's such a moron. The riots were in 1968. McGovern was not running. 
And McGovern wasn't running in 1978 either, and the convention wasn't in Chicago then. And the riots were related to the Vietnam War, and you had the Chicago 7. Radical underground movement that was involved. Bernie Sanders loves this stuff. Those were his people. They're his people today. And the media give him a complete pass. They give his supporters a complete pass. It's shocking. Again, we want to salute O'Keefe and Project Veritas. We'll be right back. How about we dip in a little bit to the Trump rally in Wisconsin? Go ahead. You know that. You'll see that. It's all worked out. Mexico's paying. It's driving them crazy. Now they say, okay, he's building the wall. But Mexico didn't pay. Mexico will pay. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You'll see that. It'll come out. We'll do it sometime during the debate or maybe before our debate, the real debate, that people are going to watch. That people are going to watch. Because nobody's watching. You know? No, they haven't, they haven't been doing great on the debates, I have to tell you. But we are building this wall. We're over 100 miles right now. We're going to be expanding the length. You have a lot of natural, but you have 1,978 miles. You need 500 miles, but 700 would be good. 750 or so would be great. We're going to now get it up. We have all the financing. You think it's easy getting financing when people put, I can get anything from them. I can get whatever I want in terms of money, except for a wall. And I made one big mistake. I should have said to them, we will not build the wall. We don't want the wall. They would have insisted that we build it. We would have had all the money we wanted. I made a mistake. Now, we're building the wall. It's going up, and it's going up rapidly, and very soon we'll be building about a mile a day. And we should be up to over 400 miles by next year, the end of next year, and shortly thereafter it'll be finished. And it's already having a tremendous impact on people not being able to come into our country. Bernie and the radical left cannot protect your family, and they cannot protect our country, nor do they want to, I think. According to Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren, who has somewhat less Indian blood in her than I do, and I have none. Remember? Oh, we hit her hard. But I hit her too early. But now it doesn't matter. She's not going anywhere. But Bernie said, According to her, Bernie said, and I don't believe that he said this, because, you know, I don't know him. I don't particularly like him. He's a nasty guy. But I don't believe he said it. It's not his deal. You know, you have to know what people say. She said, right, that Bernie stated strongly that a woman can't win for president. A woman can win for president. Fortunately, (laughs) that could happen. That could happen. Who knows? But she said that Bernie said a woman can't win. I don't believe that Bernie said that. I really don't. So, you know, just no, Bernie, it's not the kind of a thing he'd say. 
If you want to keep America safe, just vote Republican. We're doing so well. We're doing so well. Now, this was the, uh, leave him, leave him alone. That's all. Right. Let security just take care of him. Okay? You all right? Get him out of here. Good. Good job, security. Good job. Mark Levin Show. Good job. <clears throat> Listening to the president live. Do we love law enforcement? Do we love them? And is there ever, ever a better place to be than a Trump rally on some night during some week? You know, the truth is, we have a great time. But you know what? More importantly, we get things done. We're getting everything done. But even President Obama's own former national security advisor, a highly respected general named Jim Jones, praised our action to take out Soleimani and said it was absolutely correct and it was the absolute right thing to do, I'm sure. I'm sure they like him very much today. He sounds like our kind of a guy. So, Jim, if they're giving you a hard time, come on over to the Republican Party. <laughs> no, he's a respected guy. He said we did the right thing. Everyone knows. They're saying, was the attack eminent? Was it eminent? Does the fact that he's killed hundreds of thousands of people and thousands of Americans and horribly killed and wounded thousands and thousands, that doesn't matter. Was the attack eminent? I think they're going to start a new investigation. Was the attack on this horror? And by the way, he was in a country he wasn't allowed to be in. You know, we don't mention that. Because he was designated and he wasn't allowed to be there. And he was there with the head of Hezbollah. And they were talking about, like Hillary Clinton, they were talking about weddings and working out. Soleimani and the head of Hezbollah. <laughs> they were talking so about funny. weddings, working out, or Bill Clinton in the back of the airplane <laughs> with the Attorney General. <laughs> Where they may have made her an offer that you're going to go to the Supreme Court, or they may have said you're going to stay Attorney General, but help, help. They may have said that. Do you think they would have said that? No, nothing like that. But remember, they talked about golf and grandchildren, right? 45 minutes. You know, I like golf, and I love my grandchildren. I don't think I can talk to somebody about them for 45 minutes that I don't even know. 45. I have a beautiful grandchild. He's really beautiful. He's so great. Okay, what else am I going to say, right? Then, I talk golf. Let's talk one or two. How's Tiger doing? How's this one? How's that one? That's another five minutes, right? What am I going to do with the other 35 minutes? Maybe I'm going to talk about Supreme Court appointments, etc. Well, we're doing very well. But at this very moment, the good people of Iran are taken to the streets in numbers like... So we're going to take a short break. We're going to have a lot of fun.
with a wonderful guest. And we'll go back to the present afterwards. We got a lot going on here, folks, in the final moments of the program. I hope you'll stay with us. We'll be right back. Fanatic for the Constitution. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Every now and then we do something a little differently here. You have been asking me, you've been asking Mr. Call Screener, Mr. Producer, about Barney, my dog, because I told you a few months ago he was very ill. I was very concerned about his back. He had, I'd say, major back surgery about seven, eight years ago, give or take by a magnificent surgeon, a a veterinary neurologist neurosurgeon. And we brought him back into this uh, vet, doctor, and uh, we thought that he was going to have to have major surgery again. And instead, the doctor medicated him. Now, it doesn't work all the time, and at some point he may need major surgery, but I'm going to tell you, In the bunker here, I just went and saw him. He's jumping around. He's chewing on his fake raccoon. He's having a grand old time. And I wanted to bring to you this doctor, what she's done for Barney. And one of the things she uses, because it's going to shock you, many of you in this audience. I want you to have open minds about this. It's not an infomercial. I don't get anything out of this. I just want to introduce you to this as a public service. Because you know I'm a dog guy, and most of you are dog people too. And it really is a pleasure to have Dr. Jolie Jarbeau. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing absolutely great. So tell everybody what Barney had, if you can, in plain English. What was wrong with his back? (laughs) Well, you and I met uh, in 2009. Can you believe that? Yeah. Uh, With with Griffin. But but Barney uh, did surgery on his uh, neck in 2015, and then this December we did an MRI. And he's got a lot of bulging discs in his lower back, and he had had an acute uh, uh, impact on the spinal cord from one of those discs. It wasn't to the volume of squeezing that spinal cord that needed surgery, so we we went ahead and decided to medically medicate him because of the complexities of his uh, spinal cord issues, multi-level spots. But um, what we ended up doing was, you know, going with traditional medication because we want to have something that uh, has a, is a potent anti-inflammatory and address the, the pain-associated factors in the first couple of days. But we kind of went off off stream after that and, and are reaching for a nutritional supplement. And, again, I, I can't thank you enough for pleading with your audience to have an open mind. But um, CBD or cannabinoids are getting so much press right now, and there, there's a real reason for that in these nutritional supplements. The cannabinoids that we get from these plants, you know, our body has an endocannabinoid system. We're set up to receive this these constituents from the, the plant itself. And what they do is really help our cells return to a point of balance or homeostasis. So when we supplement with a good hemp oil, an industrial hemp oil, not we're not talking about CBD or derived from medical marijuana or recreational marijuana. We're talking about, you know, President Trump made legal uh, all of the constituents from industrial hemp, a different 
a different breed, so to speak. You know, if you want to think about the St. Bernard being a dog and the Chihuahua a dog, we can all look at them and tell you they're very different. And that's the same with industrial hemp versus medical marijuana or recreational marijuana. They're different variations of the same. So it's not a drug. It's not like a marijuana drug. No, no, it's not. I don't I don't think of it as these are plant constituents, nutritional supplements. And uh it's had an enormously positive effect on Barney. These other medicines that he's off now. He takes this yeah. twice a day. And uh he's not walking around high. I just want the audience to know it, it has no, <laughs> no effect CBD on the brain. Not, yeah, it's not gonna get you it's not gonna get you high. That's the TH the THC part of the cannabis plants. And it, to be an industrial hemp oil you've gotta have point three percent less THC and the product that I use has point our company strives to have point zero zero seven percent THC and why that's a boon for me is dogs have more CB1 receptors in their hind brain so they're extra, extra sensitive to the THC effects found in cannabis or the cannabis type plants and with more and more states legalizing recreational marijuana and medical marijuana veterinarians have to be ever vigilant and the pet owners should as well for their pets or our patients getting into owners stashes of mm-hmm. marijuana, you know, of the stuff that will get you high because they are extremely sensitive to it. Industrial hemp is a far different beast. Still has all the benefits, the health benefits of the cannabinoids. I, get, I just want to make it clear to everybody again because they're going, Mark, what are you talking about? I just want to make it, I'm not promoting marijuana. I'm not no, promoting no. legalization. People might. I'm not. I'm talking about this CBD oil. And I'm telling you, that it has a positive... I'll tell you something else, doctor. I'm not going to use names because I was told confidentially. Uh, although it's not secret. I know a, a very famous or person whose son-in-law uses this, has had horrific back problems and couldn't sleep. Yeah. So what does it do? It, it, it helps the, the nervous system or does it help the muscles or what yeah, exactly yeah, does it do? All, everything. Uh, every one of the endocannabinoid system in our body, we, you know, believe is, our, is the biggest uh, information center. It drives all of our other systems in the body. So it's a very potent, we know the endocannabinoid system is a very potent, um, it affects our mood, so it's mood stabilizing. We know the cannabinoids affect our endocannabinoid system in being potent anti-inflammatory mediators. You know, it helps the cells help themselves return to this point of balance or a better, uh, healthier state. We know that the cannabinoids also help modulate the pain, brain, spine pathways. So, yeah, the CB1 and CB2 receptors that make up our internal cannabinoid system CB1 is all throughout our nervous system. The CB2 receptors are all throughout our immune system in our body. And so these are the big drivers of how we feel, of just promoting internal health and happiness of our cells. Mm-hmm. So, so definitely. I think, you know, one of the things that turned me on to, to the cannabinoids probably 15 years ago was, was watching uh, clients actually bring animals in on them. You know, I was skeptical like everyone else. But as a veterinary neurologist, I always joke that, you know, I get paid to be a voyeur. My patients don't speak. And then you add into that neurology conditions. They're very subtle a lot of times. So I have to watch these animals and how they engage with their owners, how they move about the exam room, and, and how they just interact with their with their uh, environment. So I, I, I got a lot out of 
sitting back and keeping my mouth shut. You know, let's just see. I, I didn't have a bias on this or a prejudice to this. And and I was seeing more and more animals that, that I was convinced we were seeing some benefit. And I think one of the things that I'm almost ashamed to admit because I've got to go back, you know, 25 years of being a veterinarian and, and realize that, you know, just like on the human side of things, I think we're over-medicating, and I, and I don't think I'm on any bandwagon here that someone hasn't heard heard this tune before, but I think there's a huge bell curve in medicine as a whole, human and veterinary medicine, where underneath that huge bell curve, I think a lot of us probably can promote better health through supplements, through things like uh, Ultracell and UltraCBG, the products that I use, or that are CBD-type uh, liquids. And I think on the far right-hand side, there's, there's, you know, a subset of the population that is going to need traditional medication. I, I still use traditional medication in my patients. There's no way around it. And surgery, that's, you know, my passion lies in the OR. And then on the far, far left-hand side, again, this might offend, uh, not meaning to offend any radio listeners, but, but there is a place for medical marijuana as well. There are a lot of, um, a lot of people benefiting from the effects of THC. So I think, on the whole, what I'm finding is animals that I used to reach for true medications for certain conditions, just because that was the reflex, that was that's what was accepted as the state-of-the-art treatment, you know, we've got to follow blood levels, you know, CBC and chemistry is looking at liver and kidney values because medications can have some harmful side effects as well as the potential benefit for which we're using them in the first place. With our supplements, a lot of times we're finding we can use less traditional medications with supplements like CBD oils, good industrial uh, industrial hemp products. I think we're finding we can use less uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. We can often get away with less pain medication. We can often get away with less anti-anxieties. So I think, you know, these supplements, coming back to a more holistic approach or a more natural approach, just seems a little intuitive, but we lost sight of it because we had these medications that we were so, you know, hungry to, to give out. And I think that we can get, a, we can do a better job, I think. And, and I'm seeing that in my patients. I hear it from the clients, you know, the pet parent, uh, people like you, you know, hard to, hard to get something, you know, pull, pull the wool over your eyes, Mark. But I think that, you know, you, you just, uh, you know, you trust me and, and you've been open to this. And I think uh, Barney's benefiting from it. You know, we don't have to have him on constant non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or medications that make the liver work harder. And we've got to follow, you know, the chemistry values to make sure we're not harming that liver uh, to the point where now we've got a new problem. You know, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, these drug companies that have the commercials on TV, you know, they start listing all the side effects, you know, and all the different medications you may need to, to address those side effects when maybe if we went a little simpler route, give the body what it's need, give those cells what they need to help themselves, we may come around to a more healthier state of being. And, you know, when you think about it, there's nothing radical about this. I just want my audience to understand. Yeah. I'm not here pushing pot. This has nothing to do with pot. This is, this is, this is different. And yeah. I'm just telling you what has worked. I'm being honest, and I hear this from more and more people. Uh, it doesn't affect your, uh, your ability to focus or your mind and all the rest of it. And, and, it, and it is actually quite healthy, isn't it, Doctor? 
It is. It is. I think, and and to some, some would say that it actually helps you be more focused. You know, if you read scientific articles in children with, um, you know, attention deficit disorder or adults with attention deficit deficit disorder, they'll talk to you about when they're taking things like an industrial hemp oil that they are able to focus more clearly and for longer periods of time. So I think that that it, it helps with your mental acuity. You know, I think it helps you be a little sharper. You know, one of the ways it may help us do that is we know that uh, a lot of us will get a more restful sleep. And so I think that that just, you know, sleep is restorative in and of itself. So, again, giving the body what it needs to help turn off all the, you know, the trials and tribulations that we put ourselves through in the daytime or in our awake state, we can be calmer and get a more restful sleep. I want everybody in the audience to know, including those monitoring this pro, I get nothing out of this. I haven't gotten anything out of this, have I, doctor? <laughs> Not at all. I just, I just want party. Pe- happy party. I want people to know about it as an option. They can use it or not use it. Talk to their vets or their doctors about it. I'm just telling you to open your eyes to it and open your mind to it because, again, it's not marijuana. You're not eating or smoking marijuana. This is quite different. And uh, I'm just telling you the effects on Barney over time have been uh, really quite good. And uh, you can take it or leave it. What is your website? Um, the website is www.joliejarbo.com, and that's J-O-L-I-J-A-R-B as in boy, O-E.com. Well, you've taken wonderful care of two of our dogs, uh, and um, I'm hoping we don't have to see you too often because, you know, we come to you with the really hard cases. So, uh, I know, we're just going to stop by and say hi one day. We will. We will. And thank you very much, Doctor. We appreciate it. God bless Thanks you. Thanks for having me on. Same to you. All right. That's a pleasure. Some of you are shocked. There's no reason to be shocked. Mr. Producer, open your microphone. We haven't even talked about this. What do you think about this? I think this stuff is unbelievable. It's not. Listen, you don't have to think that. I'm not telling you what to say, am I? No, not at all. I don't have an investment <laughs> in this. I have nothing in this. I'm just telling you. People have asked me about Barney. When the program's over, I'm going to play with my Barney. And he's doing great. And he's doing great. Two months ago, ladies and gentlemen, honestly, I thought we'd have to put him down. My heart was breaking. It's not a miracle uh, liquid. In combination with some other medicines, we're much more careful about where he can go. And so, you know, I mean, it's, it's part of the regimen of what we do. But you can look at it. You make your own decision. Uh, I'm doing this honestly as a public service. That's it. That's it. What am I doing now? Oh, yes. All right. You know, 2019 was a year of incredibly low mortgage rates. In fact, according to Freddie Mac, the annual average clocked in is the fourth lowest rate in almost 50 years. I'm hoping you took advantage of them. But some of you didn't. But you're in luck because 2020 should be another good year for mortgage rates. So don't miss out. Make the 10-minute call to my friends at American Financing and get your free, no-obligation mortgage review. So if you can lower your rate and save hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars a month without resetting your loan term, wouldn't that be great? These guys are in it for you. Family-owned and operating, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I know them. I trust them. I really like them. And I think you will, too. I mean, they've been helping people just like you for over 20 years. They're good at what they do, and that's saving people money. So call American Financing today, 
888-900-1828. That's their number, 888-900-1828. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Facts, baby. That's what we deal with here. You've asked me, many of you, you've been asking me about Barney, and I'm telling you the truth, exactly what we're doing. And Barney's 11 years old, and he has a bad back. And I'll do anything to save him. I'll do anything for his health, as I'm sure you would for your dogs and cats and so forth, as you would for your family. These are not drugs. It's not a drug. If you don't want it, don't, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Everyone does what they, they need to do and what they want to do. And I think behind this microphone, if I learn of something that I need to share with you because I think it's a public service and I want people to know, that's what I do. That's what I do. Well, obviously it's a new year. It's a new decade, actually. But no changes to the dishonest tactics of the left. They're worse than ever. Immediately after President Trump ordered a well-planned strike on one of the world's most dangerous terrorists, the rabid left began filling the airwaves with praise and admiration for this newly deceased, despicable thug, all while insulting and lying about the President of the United States. If you want the truth about how and why this event occurred, if you want the truth about what's going on in our country today, what it really means, these various events, why don't you join me at Levin TV? You can subscribe to our entire network, blazetv.com. Each night on Levin TV, we meet in a unique town hall format and navigate through the layers of misinformation the left media manufactures. And you can tune in from your own smart TV, your TV. You can see me on your television set on your iPhone, on your laptop, or whatever device you prefer. Do us all a favor. Do yourselves a favor. Join us in our massive town hall meeting. Join me. We've got so many wonderful hosts and Levin TV. Just go to blazetv.com, sign up for your free 30-day trial so you can watch a full month of Levin TV and all the other great shows that Blaze TV offers. And if you use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, in addition to the free month, I'll give you $10 off your annual subscription. That's blazetv.com, promo code LEVIN, blazetv.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N. President of the United States is still speaking at the rally, so you can leave my show and go to him for sure. Folks. Join you right here tomorrow. We want to salute all you heroes out there. Take care of yourselves, America, and God bless you. 